Between Sundays. I'm Tyler. And tell the oxen and donkeys to stop. We're talking about Shabbat, Sabbath rest. Barry's here to remind us that we are no longer slaves, but before we turn Sabbath into a way of life, let's get to know our enemies and welcome in our favorite <laughs> co-host, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Know your enemies. Yep, gotta know them. Keep your friends close. Yep. Get your enemies closer. Guys, how are you? This, this is the first time we've done back-to-back between Sundays since I've been back. Yeah, welcome. Oh, wow. We yeah. I didn't so realize that. We're back in the rhythm. Are you like, are you getting the hang of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm a well-oiled machine now. We're back in the rhythm of normal between Sundays for like two more weeks. Yep. And then it's, then I'm be gone. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. this fall. We're all miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, you were an absolute rock star with yeah. nine yeah. brand new sound clips. One of my favorite shows ever last week. It was incredible. A lot of laughter. Dear listener, oh, yeah. if you have not heard. That was a highlight. Yeah. What was it that I misspoke and I said something about? Oh yeah. Next, Next week, week we're farting. We're farting. <laughs> did we leave that in there? Yeah, oh, we yeah. did. And Marcus, oh, yeah. Marcus Castile said he always listens to this while he's out uh, mowing. mowing. So, hey, yeah. Marcus, hope that mowing's going well for you. Don't forget the sunscreen. Uh, <laughs> he said he was laughing so hard he was afraid his neighbors were going to think something was wrong with him when I, when I said that. Last so. week was a ball of laughs. Go back and uh, <laughs> listen to it if you missed it. Um, hopefully we can uh, meet the bar this week as well. But <laughs> well, no pressure. We'll see. Yeah. What's new? What's happening? Go ahead, Marin. Um, prom. It happened. Wow. It was Jaden's first prom. He did not go to his junior prom. Uh, Desi's first prom. And so yeah, that was quite a watershed moment in my life. Tell as us a everything. Everything. Yeah. How long? Like, was it a a, a day event or was it just like an hour before, let's get ready. Like it what? wasn't quite for me. It wasn't a day event. Desi did like a pre prom lunch with her friends, but yeah. no, it was just like. <laughs> Were you uh, responsible for like hair and makeup yes, or anything? Yeah. I was oh, responsible nice. for hair. She would not allow me to res- be responsible for makeup, but she did an excellent job on her own. Yeah. But I was responsible for that hair, and that was not great. <laughs> <laughs> Why? She the showed picture, me, she looked great. She showed me a picture that was like a braid. Uh-huh. And then I put the braid in and she's like, no, no, no. And so then I did a twist and she's like, I wanted it flat. I'm like, but you literally showed me a braid. So yeah. we, we finally landed on something that she loved. She was happy with. I it's was not great. Proud of in the end. Wow. That's a new one. I didn't know it's we had great. that one. Is that new? Brand new. Wow. Got some new sound effects. You are on fire. So anyway, yeah, I was responsible for the hair. And then we had um, pictures at our house because I wanted to get the siblings together just to do their Mm -hmm. little picture things. Um, Big thanks to Liz. I tell you what, you got to quit posting on social media. Yours are always like so sentimental. That is where I am right now. That picture of the two of them in their little, what was that, something like that. That's it. And then they're they're all grown up. I actually. Oh no, what just happened? Yeah. I actually died. I looked at that and I actually yeah. expired. This is the it ghost was, of Tyler doing the podcast. Somebody asked yeah. me this morning, I don't know how you're dealing, you know, with, with just where they're at in yeah. life. And I said, I live on a razor's edge of emotion at yeah. all points during the day. That's where I'm you at. You said I blinked without razor's any edge. like emoji, just like lighten, lighten the load of receiving that. Two little cute kids, <laughs> nothing. It's just, I blinked. I blinked. Wow. I, it, so immediately truly. Tyler's yeah. weeping yeah. at home. Probably. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's how it goes. My kids went to prom and the very next day I stood behind you and prayed for your family as you dedicated your youngest. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what you did with Desi. 
Jaden's first prom as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did Jed did take he- him out to like the backyard and oh, like goodness. stand over the bonfire and say, <laughs> son? If he has not had talks like that by now, <laughs> like what? having that talk on the day of prom is not probably. Well, just like, someday every boy becomes a man and- <laughs> Like, did, did, did he buy that, Like, what's going on? Did he have to buy a corsage? So we are not like, we're just not, this isn't our scene, right? Yeah, so sure. like her parents kind of knew what was up. They mm. made sure that he had a, a boutonniere and she had a corsage for her wrist. Uh-huh. And like, they, they really took the charge, yeah. which I kind of needed them to do. So thank you. If I don't know if her parents are friends of the pod, they do go to Grace. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're friends of the pod, but thank you to that family. I just yeah. remember my prom. I remember like holding the little plastic bin with the corsage in it or whatever. And it was like refrigerated uh-huh. and thinking like, what is this? <laughs> that's just, that's my vivid memory of prom. Like, you didn't know why? what it was. I don't, oh, I just man. don't know what this is. Why are we doing this? That's the other piece of this is it brought back every prom memory. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, my proms and just, yeah. Anyway, do you have good prom memories? By and large. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went we went and took pictures and we got great pictures and it just was they both had a really fun night. Yeah. Now my dream was that they would like carpool together the siblings. Yeah. That was not gonna happen. Oh. They they have separate lives, yeah. separate so, groups of friends. Last week we talked about worry. Yeah. So while they're gone, are you just like thinking about like I hope they're having a good time? Like are you worried? About I I'm more them? worried about the transit. You know, these are teenagers oh, yeah. and yeah. they were driving downtown to the children's museum. And right. I'm just like, do these on teenagers a night, on a night filled with joy and emotion? That's yes. not what you want. That's, that's the thing I was the most worried about. So <laughs> just telling them, I want to know when you arrive at a place. I want to uh-huh. know when you leave from a place. Mm-hmm. I want to know any stops you make in between and yeah. when you arrive at the next place, just constant, constant mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do they oblige? They do. All right. That's good. They do. They know what's yeah. up. They don't pay for their phones. <laughs> they don't pay yeah, for those phones. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you, I just thought of this. My prom junior year, I went with a girl who had gotten in a car accident the week before. So she was in one of those giant space boots Mm-mm. for prom, which was great for me because I didn't want to dance. And so we didn't have to dance much, which was awesome. <laughs> but that girl, the next year, she was a senior. I was a junior. She went on to win the showcase showdown on The Price is Right the following year. Whoa. So, just surprise. Surprise. <laughs> I am letting you know <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Anyway, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Anyway. When, when am I ever going to have a chance to talk about that story again? No, that's Who my, knows? my prom story. Uh, what else is new? Barry, what's new with you? I am careening headlong into sabbatical here in just yeah. a few more weeks. I'm, I'm ground into the dust. <laughs> it, and it's just still going. <laughs> Oh, that's the new, that's the new thing, I guess, friends of the pod, that we now have sound effects with sound effects. It's the longest sound effect because you have to wait a full <laughs> yeah. 15 seconds. For the reverb to go to away. Oh my gosh. Um, it's really ironic because I'm like getting ready. For, I'm preaching this whole series about Sabbath and rest and yet yeah. trying to prepare for being gone for 12 weeks. I'm, it's a lot. And so I'm achieving a ton. I'm getting a ton done, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, really ready to disconnect here in a couple weeks. I feel like there's something important in that because everything I know about actual people, people who practice Sabbath, they have to work a lot. You're right. And to prepare for their rest. Friday, if you're a Jewish person, 
you spend all day Friday preparing so that you can take Saturday off. Yeah. Or yep. not, not you're work cooking, on You're cooking more than you would yeah. on a regular day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go get all your groceries. You have to do all that stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what this is. And so I actually, I finished the sermon series overviews for September, October, November, and <laughs> wow. mostly December. And that's already done. So I'm it's going to be great coming back from sabbatical. I'll just be bored to tears, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm but sure of it. <laughs> we're all miserable. <laughs> we're all miserable. So, so yeah, I can, so I remember, I remember you? in December, right before I left, basically telling my wife, like, I'm not going to see you this month until Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll have a couple months where I'll be home. But just so you know, I'm not, it's just a ton of work before you leave. Yeah. I'm trying to get ready. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, people are like, Hey, I'd love to meet with you sometime. And I'm like, well, it's either now or like August or September. So it's yeah. like, I guess I can meet with you now. So my schedule's really full <laughs> yeah. anyway. So yeah. it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be great to be off. I'll really feel like I'll have actually worked for it a little bit and earned yeah. it. So, um, but yeah, that's basically it. And I'm, I'm, you know, taking the time that I can to be out in the garden doing stuff, yeah. planted some seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds and watermelon seeds and stuff like that out, right. out in the big field. So good. excited about that. It's good. What yeah. about you? Well, I'm teaching Milo how to ride a bike. Yeah. Still. Good for you. Haven't you been doing that for no, a while? Good no, good No, we you. just started. What? Because we did not. That's one way that we failed as parents. Oh. We did not even get our kids bikes. It's because hmm. of where we lived in yeah. Chicago. Right. Like, where are they going to ride bikes? But right. But, like, my kids were way too old. And by then, like... For my son in particular, the fear of falling yeah. was so great. Like you waited too long. <laughs> yeah. You should be teaching them to yeah. ride a bike when they're two feet off the ground yeah. as human beings. Yeah. So they don't have far to fall. Is it going well? Uh, yeah. So I just don't know. Like I need tips. I need dad tips because, you know, you're holding the seat, you're holding the handlebars and then how long until you let go to let them do it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you do, he looks back and he gets scared and yeah. then, then he, he falls. falls. Yeah. Um, so there, it's just a lot of that, but he'll go like 10 feet and then fall and I'll be like, you did it. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of lying to him. Is he wearing like knee pads and elbow pads? Yeah. He's got the knee pads, <laughs> elbow pads, wrist pads, and a helmet. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's, he's not, very he's not getting hurt when he falls no. two yeah. feet no, he's, from the seat he's, of his bike. He's, we're doing it in the grass, so like it's safe oh, and oh, all that. That's, that's why. That's, that's harder. Why he's falling. It's harder. He's got to be on a flat surface. Go to like an empty parking lot or Just something. Just go in your street. Your street's not that busy. <laughs> got a Maybe friend with is. a cul-de-sac? Go there. Yeah, we got to go. I guess. Yeah, we we've, we've been doing it in the grass. That's yeah, the that's, problem. That's not- you can't get you can't get traction. I mean, trying to drive. A I bike, remember learning in the grass. It's so bumpy. So <laughs> you have to pre- you have to like press harder on the pedals to go in the grass. Yeah, you can. Uh, there's your there's your tip. Tyler. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what's new. I'm trying to do that. Um, Lane was dedicated this past weekend. It was very cute. At Grace. Who yeah. Was, who was he making eyes at and waving at the whole time? Well, the person holding the camera. There was, oh. a, <laughs> there was a photographer taking pictures. And so he was waving to them, <laughs> taking a picture. Um, but he loves Marin. He does. He and I pre- love him. He... <laughs> His entire life, his entire two and a half years, if he sees Marin, you know, he's a COVID baby. So he yeah. saw Marin on TV mm-hmm. all through 2020 and 2021, a lot of like staying home and seeing service on TV. And so every time he sees her, he's like, he calls you TT. And I, I don't even remember explaining to him <laughs> that other people call you yeah, TT. That's just yeah. who I am. But every time he sees her, he's like, TT, TT. We were on the retreat a couple of weeks ago. And I would FaceTime my kids yeah. and 
Lane would always ask if TT was there. And so FaceTime <laughs> inevitably became Lane and Marin <laughs> talking <laughs> while I hold the, hold the phone for her. Which you know I just love more than anything yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, he loves it too. So yeah, we did that. Um, Mother's Day was a, was a hit. You know, we went to lunch with my mom. We did the landscaping with Lauren's mom, like we talked about last yeah. week. And then uh, the boys- no White Castle. Mm, that the video. Boys, <laughs> that, you, in the video, you made that very clear that that's the did only you go, thing about- Did you go to White Castle? Listen, I'll tell you what happened. I went home because I was exhausted. Oh no, what just happened? Jed went to the Noblesville White Castle. They were closed for the day. <laughs> so he drove down to the Castleton White Castle. Oh wow. my goodness. He ordered a sack of 20, but came home with 10. So he what had to happened? turn back around and go get the, the other 10. What? So he, he, made, he made three trips to wow. White Castle that day. He didn't eat 10 on the way home. He made three trips? Three trips to wow. White Castle. You better rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, have you tried the new 1921 slider? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, no. What is it? Go get it. Do I want to know? No, you, you don't. don't want to know. He might want to know. I don't. They have, I don't they have <laughs> impossible sliders. Yeah, but sliders. that's not what the 1921 is. Surely what you is it? sub it. It's All right, literally what is more it? beef. Like, it's a thicker patty. I think it's what they like originally yeah. rolled out with a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like guys, oh, it's been I around see. for a hundred years. Okay. You don't, you don't survive a hundred years by not being delicious. Yeah. They've gone through the great depression. Right? So think about that as a mother's day <laughs> gift. Like you get a 100 year old slider. <laughs> oh, Sometimes no. even literally. Yeah. Gosh. I don't All know. All right. Well, I'm glad you got to do what you wanted to do on mother's day. <laughs> um, Barry, did you do mom stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, my, my family, my dad, and mom, and sister, and her husband, and little Henry, they come to nine fifteen, and I'm realizing it's actually kind of a challenge. We can't like go out after service if I'm preaching, right? Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah so bummer. we didn't go out, but we, uh, his Henry's birthday is coming up next week, so we've got his big birthday party on Saturday, so we're going to be spending a lot of time together then. Good. It's going to be great. All right. Great. Yeah. All right, so we are entering week two of our sermon series, Breathe. Mm-hmm. And Barry, you gave the message. Mm-hmm. So on this Mother's Day, what did you want everybody to walk away with and experience? Yeah, all right, what good question. Idea? Well, so last week, uh, Dad brought sort of a prequel or a, or a prelude to the series by, I kind of asked him to do that, to set up. Set Run, up, you idiot. <laughs> there it is. To set up the problem. Like, what is the, what are we facing here? What, what's the issue? And he talked about the stress and anxiety and exhaustion that we face in our culture in, at this time. Yeah. So what he kind of, the, the cliffhanger that he left on was that there's an idea, a biblical idea that is the path out of this and it's Sabbath. And then he said, so come back next week and you'll hear, <laughs> yeah. you'll hear all about that. I was like, all right, yeah. well, I better, better not completely fail. But so we started this, this series essentially this week by defining Sabbath, looking at Deuteronomy five, where the Sabbath command shows up in the 10 commandments. And I basically just introduced the concept of Sabbath as a day that, that the Israelites were commanded not work whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of began to describe how that is more than just a a simple command. It's part of a bigger biblical thread that uh, kind of blows up into much bigger, it, bigger ideas of like trusting in God to provide and uh, moving against the the uh, the thread of of work being a, a taskmaster, a slave master that grinds mm-hmm. us into dust. And Sabbath is an opportunity to stop ground, ground into, into dust. dust. And we wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so I, I suggested that that Sabbath in, in a, a significant way is a protest against the forces of our world that would want to grind us into dust. And so then we talked a little bit about, about our own world and I, I gave some ideas for things that we might want to consider or, or uh, encouragements for us to, to think through as we look at our own lives yeah. uh, to consider what are we, how are we responding to the, the slave masters or the taskmasters of our, of our day, which could be anything from work to social media yeah. to, uh, expectations on your kids to yeah. your reputation, et cetera. And so yep. tried to get practical there at the end. Okay. So let's start at the top. Um, if some people listen to the show and have not yet watched the sermon, uh-huh. some people do kind of backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for those people, let's define what is Sabbath Sabbath. Yeah. In its, mas- in its most basic form, Sabbath is a day, one day a week for the Israelites. It was Friday, at sundown till Saturday at sundown where no one in the community was allowed to work at all. No, no harvesting, no tilling the fields, no traveling. You're, you just rest. Yeah. And that includes you. And as Deuteronomy five says, it includes you. It includes your sons and daughters. It includes your servants and slaves. It includes your oxen and donkeys. It includes everybody. Uh, nobody's out of your chickpeas. That's it. Donkeys (laughs) out of your chickpeas. That's it. Uh, includes, the whole community resting together and and uh, spending that time dwelling with with the presence of God. Yeah, that, that's what it is. So that's what the Sabbath day is. Mm-hmm. The concept of Sabbath rest, though, kind of flows out of that and gets into those bigger themes. Yeah. And you said, like, even if we wanted to today, like, determine. All right, I'm doing Sabbath. Right. You say that's not possible. I don't as think- a as a culture. <clears throat> Right. Like in our cultural situation, I like a, you can't do Sabbath individually, not like biblical Sabbath. Biblical Sabbath is a communal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to do like trying the day of Sabbath, but I was arguing in my message that even if we wanted to try our community as it's defined in like the old Testament is far too broad. Like yeah. the garment manufacturers in Bangladesh or the coal yeah. miners who provide our electricity or the animals, the, the sheep that provide the wool for our jacket. Like do, do they get to rest? Cause that's what scripture commands, but they're so, they, so it, it's kind of a, to be clear, my dog has been waiting for everybody else to take a Sabbath. <laughs> she is, all she does is rest. So she's, <laughs> she's, she's very ready she's, for yeah, she, everybody she to catch us up. a lot yeah. about biblical Sabbath. Yeah. So I, I just argued that like the, the idea that we're supposed to just, and some, some people do this, some, there's even some denominations that try to do this, that say that we've got to rediscover or recapture this like mm-hmm. literal biblical Sabbath. And I just don't think that's what scripture is calling us to, mm-hmm. especially because Jesus takes these commands from the old Testament and he, he kind of runs with them and goes to the extreme. He says, yeah. you know, like I, I said, he's like, you know, you've heard it said, don't murder. Well, I say, don't even hate somebody. You've heard it said, don't have, don't commit adultery. I say, don't even lust. And, yeah. and my argument is that, that his approach to Sabbath is essentially, you've heard it said, take a day off to rest every week. I say, live a Sabbath kind of life. Don't yeah. worry about anything. Don't, don't be enslaved to money. Don't be ensla- like, but live free yeah. all the time. Like make this a part of how you live. So yeah. that's kind of where I took it as far mm-hmm. as what does it mean for us to have a Sabbath kind of life? So yeah, Jesus takes it to the next level. Why do you think, why do you think he did that? What in general? Yeah. With the law? Yeah. Um, I mean, scripture talks a lot about the fact that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And so in him, he is, the law is always, from my perspective, at least, is always pointing to 
God's intentions for the world. It was giving Israel an opportunity to be set apart and to be different from the nations around them to show what's possible in the world. That's what the law was for. And Jesus comes in and fulfills that. He he takes it to the nth degree where he is the fulfillment of all of God's intentions for the world. His kingdom is one in which God's desires for humanity are enacted. The poor receive justice. There's peace between brothers and sisters. There's there's love. There's joy, there's healing. That's what God's in, God intends mm. for the world. And in Jesus, those things are fulfilled. So he takes the the letter of the law uh, and then he goes way beyond it with the spirit of the law. Yeah. In my, in my perspective, there are others that disagree with me. They would say that the law that Jesus like kind of got rid of the law and started something new, but I, I tend to see it a continuity there. So when, when he's talking about Sabbath or serving two masters, or <clears throat> I guess he's not talking specifically about Sabbath. Right, right. Not literally, but. Do you think there were people doing Sabbath that heard that and were like, well, what have we been doing? Well, there are moments in the story where, where this does come up, where there's this whole thing where the religious leaders want to try to test Jesus. Yeah. He comes across a, a lame man mm-hmm. and, and they say, so tell us, Jesus, is it lawful to, to heal him, this man on the Sabbath? Because technically that's work. And, and Jesus says, look, Sabbath was, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Yeah. And you know, would you, would you help an animal that, that had fallen into a pit? Of course you would, you would do that. And so then he heals the man and it's, it's very provocative for them because he, did he work? I think he worked on the Sabbath, but what Jesus is saying there is look like the point of Sabbath mm-hmm. is a return to Eden. It's a return to life and abundance and all of that, that we're, we're practicing that on Sabbath. And so of course healing is a part of Sabbath. That's what, and that's why he says Sabbath was made for man to experience God's presence and God's intentions. It isn't the other way around. We aren't made to become enslaved to the demands of Sabbath or the law. Hmm. Yeah. That's how I look at it. And I know you guys, I'm honestly, we've making it sound like I'm the expert in all this. We've had a lot of conversations about Sabbath Uh, friends of the pod. We actually recently did a study as the lead team on uh, the concept of Sabbath rest. Mm-hmm. We read, we read the book, uh, the Sabbath by Abraham Joshua Heschel. We, we listened to the Bible project podcast about it. So I'm, you guys are listening to me talk, but I'd be interested to hear your take on all of this. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Joshua Heschel, definite beach read. Beach read. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kind of beach read. What are you talking about? Yeah. That you can knock that out and like, it I don't is know, short. two hours. It is short. <laughs> it's definitely dense, though. It's very yes. philosophical. Yes. He's, um, a, he's a Jewish rabbi, by the way. I want to hear what Marin has to say about this. No, you don't. I do. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we started our study on Sabbath. When did we do that, Barry? It was last year. There's no way to know. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> we'll might, never know. It was in the was fall. It we started it in the fall. It was somewhere around there. And uh, it was a difficult subject for me then. It's a difficult subject for me now. I'm feeling aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) It just is. I keep, maybe this is just me, but the thought of a Sabbath way of life Mm. is way more difficult for me to grasp than the thought of a Sabbath day. Sure. I keep going back to the practice of the Sabbath day. And again, that meant working extra hard on the other yeah. six days so that you could even take mm. the seventh day off. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. If I want to go on a vacation, my team, uh, the weekend experience team is going to Chicago tomorrow morning. We're Today. We're, tomorrow morning. Yesterday. Whatever. We're going for <laughs> one night. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. Yeah. And in order for me to leave for one night, the amount 
of work. I, I have to lay the groundwork in advance in order to be able to take one night yeah. off. Yeah. So that's the part that makes sense to me. If, if I am a woman, you know, preparing my home for Sabbath, I am cooking and cleaning extra hard the day before the day off. And everybody in my life understands I don't cook and I don't clean on the Sabbath. I, I, I agree with what you say about how this is likely this, this type of Sabbath is not possible within our culture because there's no expectation of it within our culture. Right. For, for me to Sabbath or to desire to, to Sabbath is, is one thing for my friends and my family and my workplace to understand that this is what we do. Yeah. We're, right. We do Sabbath that that's a whole another thing. And we're so far beyond that as a culture. Right. Um, so anyway, the idea of living a Sabbath kind of life feels overwhelming to me. I cannot rest every day, mm-hmm. but could I potentially reprioritize and shift things around in my life to be able to rest one day a week as often as I can? And what does that rest look like? Again, what was the purpose of Sabbath? Was it just, you know, to kick back and chill on the front porch or was it in some way intentionally communing with God to find yeah. your refilling there? What yeah. does that look like? So that's what I'm thinking about when I think about Sabbath. It's more than just cool. I'm not going to work today. Right. It's, it has to be more than that. And that's, that's why I, I, I did mention like maybe it is, protecting a day off for people. Maybe that's the first step because that is a big deal. I think it's important to think about having a day where you're not working. So you're not just constantly working, being grounded in the dust. But I also wanted people to think about like, if you get that one day off and that's all the time that you have or that you take, what are you going to do on your day off? You're going to do the laundry. You're going to go to groceries. You're not, it's not resting to commune with God. You're, you're, you're just getting other stuff done. That's making demands on your life. So yeah, I, I, I I tried to make it less of a prescriptive and more of a, mm-hmm. uh, this is a much bigger conversation. These are things to think about things mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. uh, to wrestle with. Yeah. You're, um, I, I think you're getting to this in a couple of weeks. Um, but you had a, a fun fact that showed elsewhere in the Bible where the 10 commandments are listed. Yes. And the reason given for Sabbath there is different than the reason here. Yeah. The reason we talked about this weekend was you were slaves in Egypt. I brought you out. So remember, mm-hmm by observing the Sabbath. Yeah. But later on or elsewhere, Exodus 20. yeah, elsewhere it says, um, God rested on mm-hmm. the seventh day. And so he's your example. So yeah. follow his example. Yeah. New King James. <laughs> I'm glad I read those notes and I think you'll get there in, Two in, weeks, yeah. in a little bit, but that was convicting to me because if even God rested and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, yeah. but if even God rested, do I work harder than God? <laughs> Whoa. Am I better than God? Right. You know, so I'm looking forward to how you talk about that, mm-hmm. that scripture in light, in light of Sabbath. But mm. anyway, that's where I'm at. No pressure. I hope, I hope I don't blow that one. <laughs> I might. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you did not get prescriptive, but you did give us some encouragement. Yeah. And you define encouragement as like, <laughs> go do this. I, I encourage you to go do this. Yeah. Not like, yeah, here's something to feel nice about. Yeah. Um, Number one, know your enemy. Yeah. So know what is grinding you into dust. Right. So this is one of those sermons that uh, I call it like shot in the ribs sermons mm-hmm. where you're sitting next to someone and they just like give Jab you an elbow right into the ribs. Like, <laughs> I hope you're paying attention. Yeah. 
I'm laughing because I literally did that. <laughs> <laughs> to Jed? No. Oh. He said, know your enemy. And I pointed at my kids. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you said something like protect a day off uh, of work notifications or something like that. Yeah. And that's what got me the elbow oh, yeah. in the ribs because I'm You're not good at that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm available. Right. Uh, and so knowing your enemy, that became my enemy because mm. I, I, I know I, sh- I, I just don't do that. I don't, I don't turn things yeah. off. Yeah. Um, and so that's my enemy. Something interesting that, um, I thought you did in this sermon. Like it, we don't usually do it in Hamilton County, which is, Hey, let's talk about the kids. Uh-huh. You like touch the third rail of like yeah, maybe he your yeah, he uh, problem is your kids. Did you get any like pushback on that? Not a bit. When you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. I mean, oh no, he did not just tell my children to be bored all summer. I know he did not just tell my two children to I be got bored plenty all of bad summer. News for you. Well, here's the deal, and here's the deal. Like, I don't think. Uh, yes, I was speaking to the parents. Yeah, and I was. In case you didn't hear, I was saying. Maybe it's the, the, your enemy, the thing grinding you into dust is all the expectations that you or your, your community place on your kids. Yeah. So you're putting them in every program and every sport sports thing and you're just running them around and you're running yourself ragged for their sake. Maybe that's your enemy. Yeah. And then I, I suggested the second <laughs> part of the, that was I, I suggested maybe the best thing for you to do to Sabbath with if that's your enemy is to just let your kids be bored this summer. Instead of, and, and trust that God's going to yeah. get them into a great college Yeah, <laughs> regardless, you know, it's like, so, I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, I thought it was awesome that you did it because you don't, you don't hear stuff like that hmm. ever. It's just, I mean, I remember when your dad did a version of that a couple of years ago, I don't remember how long, but it was like churches on Sundays. So are soccer games go to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like basically yeah. is what your dad had to say. Yeah. Um, and it ruffles feathers, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like the world we live in. Like I, I'm going through that right now where it's like, all right, Milo's in baseball now, but as soon as that's over, uh, maybe he can play soccer. And maybe as soon as soccer's over, he can start playing basketball again. Like there's yeah. stuff. Oh, wait, what was it? Oh, golf lesson. Like all these things <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you're trying to fill up their schedule so that they're not bored. And then two days ago, Milo was literally sitting on the floor going, I'm bored. And I kind of, in my mind was like, yeah, good. Because <laughs> I remember being bored. Yeah. I remember being bored and just having to find stuff to do. And so when you were talking about this, I wondered if anybody had been like, hang on. Like, no, I didn't not get, so fast. I mean, I not yet, at least. I haven't gotten yeah. any feedback or any, any pushback on that. But yeah. here's the deal. Like, I mean, scientific studies are showing that unless our kids have opportunities to be bored and craft their own entertainment or their own stimulation or whatever, like, they literally are not as well formed mentally. Yeah. So literally I, what I was doing was saying, trust that your kids will get into a better college. I guarantee they're going to get into a better yeah. college if they have not, if they, if they yeah. have not been ground to dust by all the expectations placed on them. Yeah. So it's actually, I think it's a, it's a pretty wise bit of advice, not because I know anything, but because science yeah. knows something. So, yeah. Uh, so that's know your enemy. Anything else to say about know your enemy? I think it's important to pay attention to, I, I, the one other thing I said, oh, and I guess this is in the second one, but I think it's important to notice that like the jobs that we have, there is an aspect of which like 
staying alive and <laughs> feeding your family is something that just like the Israelites, you've got to survive. You've got yeah. to whatever. There are also demands placed on us by our culture, by greed, by, by our, mm-hmm. our, the expectations of our work culture that like, you've got to keep pushing, you've mm-hmm. got to work overtime, you have to do whatever, or you're going to lose your job. And, and that is, yeah. I think that's different than yeah. simply the demand for survival. Many of our people are caught in that grind of survival. And many of us are caught in the grind of, of workaholism or whatever that yeah. keeps pushing us and pushing us and pushing us. And I think they're both important to pay attention to. Yeah. And both are, are, enemies that would seek to keep us from a flourishing life. But Mm. the response to both of them is different. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was glad you expanded just beyond work Mm because, you know, for some people they have to do it and, but there may be other things in their life that are keeping them from resting in, in, in Jesus. Yeah. Like social media. Yeah. Yeah. Or the algorithm. Go ahead. My, uh, my father-in-law came because we dedicated lane. Mm-hmm. So my in-laws came and he was sitting behind me. And when you said the algorithm, I just heard him go, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like he was silent the whole rest of the sermon. But as soon as you're like, yep, social media is a problem. He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad something struck a, struck yeah. a chord. Uh, so that's uh number one, know your enemy. Number two, trust in God. Believe God. Believe so God. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Yeah. Saying no to the world's demands and trusting God will come through for you. That's basically the essence of Sabbath. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, like I pointed out the fact that just practically speaking, if you're a farmer, you yeah. need as many work days as possible to ensure the fruitfulness of your land. Yeah. And if you were going to, he's going to keep the raccoons out of the corn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if, if you are expecting, when are we going to start putting this on video? Because they're missing by not yeah. being able to see Barry's face when you do that. It's they my always, favorite part of the show is just, just like interrupting. interrupting you and you having to respond in the moment. I always try to keep going with it rather than full stop. But it's always that, that surprise mix with just disappointment. Yeah. It looks like disdain. From yeah. the outside. That one was a little disdainful. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize for that face. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted by it. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh yeah. No, as an ancient farmer, like giving up one out of every seven days yeah. to stop work is it's extravagantly over the top. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The Romans thought that the Jewish people were lazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, what are they taking days off? We don't have days off yeah. and their week, their work weeks were like 10 days long. And even then they didn't have days off. So yeah, it, looking at a se- one out of seven possible days being off is just wild. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I also said last week, you know, again, a reason why this subject is difficult for me because I've been in a season of life that has not allowed for, for a lot of time off. The work is great. <laughs> one of those examples, someone from my weekend experience team this weekend had to deal with a production failure, like a piece of equipment mm-hmm. that died. Mm-hmm. The only way, to keep our, our Sunday services running the way that we had hoped that they would run, which is the way they always run, was to come in on his day off mm. and address the problem and then come in on his other day off <laughs> and address the problem. Yeah. That's a season. That shouldn't be an ongoing, right. chronic, you work seven days a week all of the time. But there are seasons where the grind is just more 
yeah. more demanding. Hang on. I happen to be in that season <laughs> right now, which is why this is a, a difficult thing for me. And there might be other people for whom their workload yeah. in this season of their life is pretty brutal yeah. or, or, or heavier than usual. Uh, you said equipment failure at Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's I don't a never joke. Heard of, never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Friends of the pot. If you don't know, we've been going through like dying equipment left and right. Our yes. soundboard died. It's not great. It's not it's great. Not great. Our light board died. Uh, yeah. Well, and with each of those stressful situations comes an opportunity to set ourselves up better for the future. Yeah. So again, it's the season of working extra hard in installing these new pieces of equipment or fixing existing broken pieces of equipment mm -hmm. while we pray and wait for the arrival of new equipment. It's a season right now. It's yeah. going to get us to a better place. Yeah. You mentioned farming and that's, you know, the hard work of farming is to get you to a harvest, yeah. which will supply your winter. Mm. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the season we're yeah. in right now. That's the season I'm in right now is the hard work of getting to a better place. I know that it will not always be like this, but right now it is like this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm not chasing raises or promotions and, and therefore being a, a workaholic. And I think that there are probably lots of listeners that are not chasing the almighty dollar. It yeah. just so happens in this season of life. It's a grind. Every teacher I know right now mm -hmm. is in one way or yeah. another being ground to dust because yeah. this is the season end of school year season. It's, it's a lot, but there's also a broader season of seasons, like the, just the general climate of being a teacher right now with yeah. teacher shortages yeah. and people yeah. burning out and leaving. It's making it harder for those that stay and like the cultural divides and all the angry, uh, you know, whatever people. conferences, people, everybody's so, and like, I mean, the, the kids are going through so much right now mm -hmm. and like the kids that students are, are just, they're, the, the number of students contemplating suicide, like it, it's going way up. There's school violence, there's bullying. So yeah. yeah, totally. I know what you mean, but I'm just saying like, it's even bigger than just, yeah. you know, end of the school year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what else with trust in God? Cause that, I mean, it's easy to brush right on by that, but Tro totally. that is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right. And I think, that's the, that's the thing that's really tricky. And it's so, it's impossible to be prescriptive with it yeah. because for each one of us, we are dealing with our own enemies that are keeping us ground to dust. We have to, we have to deal with what it looks like to trust that God's going to come through for us. In the meantime, I mentioned at the end of my message about my own sabbatical and like mm -hmm. for, for me, and I'm sure for every lead pastor in America, the, the, uh, or CEO or whatever the, the, the enemy is this assumption that like, it all depends on me. Yeah. If I don't lead the meeting, if I don't do this, if I don't set the agenda, if I don't do whatever, then like, Oh, what's going to happen to the organization. And so for me, it requires trust to say, I will walk away and trust that God will come through and our team will be fine. And yeah. I, I don't have to, it's not nearly as stressful for me because I actually really believe the team's amazing. And I don't think you guys will have any issues <laughs> leading in my, Thanks, in my babe. absence, but still, it's still okay. like, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's still like, yeah, it's something I've got to, I've got to trust yeah. that, that grace is in God's hands, not mine. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and it's not up to me whether this mm -hmm. church is healthy and successful. It's up to God's spirit. And we're just trying to be obedient to that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but that's, that's like a matter of trust. And I think it looks different for everybody. And mm -hmm. I tried to list out examples of how that trust could, could take different forms. 
but yeah. it's, it's kind of part and parcel of Sabbath is the trust. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, um, the thing that the things that are hardest for me to turn over, I'm trying to think uh, like, what's the, what's the common denominator of the things that are hardest for me to trust God with. And it's, it's usually like people like, we dedicated Lane yesterday and I don't think Lane is my, like, I think Lane is belongs to God anyways, but like you are worried that your kids are driving downtown. Right. How do you get to a place where you're like, all right, I'm trusting in God that the versus like, what can I do to protect them? Or, right. you know, like what, what does that look like <laughs> when it comes to knowing your enemy and trusting God with it? Because if it's, that big of a deal that is like it's it's crushing you or it's the world's weight is on you it, may, it that means it's a big deal people in your life that you have to trust god with or the things that consume you like if i care a lot about my kids schedules and my kids and reputation and all that stuff like how do you go from zero i asked this last week how do you mm. go from zero trust and i'm going to do it all to okay, I give you my kids or I give you this promotion I'm going to say no to, or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe it is, maybe it's not zero to a hundred. Like I'm thinking about my, my work life. Sometimes I will just say, okay, no, I'm going to stop because my kids concert performance is more important than, than getting this done. And I'll trust that I'll be able to get it done. God's going to provide me with the time to get it done. It will get done. I have to get out of my head. Yeah. My head is like, you have to do it now. <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. Um, I have to get Come out on. of my head and let myself have those date nights with my husband or yeah. moments of rest or time with my family. I have to get out of my head and mm-hmm. trust that God is going to provide. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my dad was a small business owner my whole life. It literally was all on him. Mm-hmm. He, he, there was one employee at the dental lab and it was him. (laughs) So things did not get done and teeth did not get made if it wasn't him doing it. Yeah. And there was always more than enough work. I I learned to work around the clock by watching him work around the clock Mm -hmm. into the night, wee hours of the morning. That's where I learned it from. But even he had to prioritize Sunday mornings to get to church. Yeah. Um, a, A vacation for four days every summer, you know, like, you have to be able to trust God with the business. Mm-hmm. He will, he will give me the time. I might have to work harder. I might have to prepare to go on that four day vacation. He never worked harder than he did mm-hmm. the week leading up to that vacation. Yeah. But God gave him the wisdom to prioritize. Here's where you grind extra hard. Now yeah. go enjoy four days with your family, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe the trust is even trusting that God will give you the wisdom in how to prioritize mm-hmm. when to grind it out so that you can take that time off and be with your family or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, this is a, I think a secondary effect of Sabbath, but I believe that it's true. There's something in scripture that, that leads me to say that, that the idea is when you trust God with that one day, then he blesses the other six days. Like you're saying, Mary, where you, you are, Mm. it's not just that you manage to get it all done in those other six days, but that somehow he's blessed. He's making it more fruitful. The work that you do on those other six days. It's like a matter. It's this like, this like give and take sort of 
cause and effect. God, you, you trust God with that seventh day and he blesses the work that you do. I, I had the same experience last week. Cause I was like, again, I'm, I'm hurtling headlong to sabbatical. So I'm mm-hmm. doing all this extra work. And I was in such a frenzy of work last week that on Thursday, I think it was, I, oh no, I had governing board. Yeah. I was very late. I don't know. I worked 12 hour days on, on, on Thursday, yeah. but like on Friday I get up and I'm like, okay, gotta get, and I was like, oh no, I'm off today. And then mm. I'm like, oh, okay. I could really just stop. I could mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. I'm going to stop. And then on Saturday morning, I, I usually take a couple hours to wrap up my message, make sure my message is all good. And then, uh, I can, if I am feeling like it, I can hop into emails and take, right. care, take care of some of those or whatever, yeah. do some extra work, maybe even get working on next week's message or what, you know, mm-hmm. I could do that if I wanted to. Uh, but this past Saturday, knowing that I had just been ground to dust by the week, I finished my message. And then I was like, and I'm just going to close it off. I don't see any, I don't see anything massively urgent in my email. I, I'll have plenty of time to, to write that message later. And I shut it down and I took the rest of the day yeah. to, to just rest. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's trust. That's like, I, I had to trust because mm-hmm. now of course I've got a little bit more on my plate this week and I'm hoping that mm-hmm. I've got the energy to do it. And I, it seems to be working that way. So, yeah. so like, is it baby steps? Like we are told to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy mm. for us. Do we remember the Sabbath hour? Yeah. And keep it holy. And then maybe the Sabbath two hours and, and keep it holy. You know, yeah. is there a time? And again, I keep going back to what was Sabbath for? It was, it was communal. It yeah. was for the entire community to remember that yeah. God had brought them out. It was a, a set apart time, but not set apart to do the laundry set apart right. for God. Yeah. Am I, am I experiencing Sabbath when I set apart time to come to church Mm-hmm. And to sit in his presence and to experience him. Is that a start? Is I that think, a, I think it totally is. And here's here. I'm see what you guys think of this. This just came to me, but it's like, I think it's more valuable to practice a, to com- practice complete rest for one hour than it is to practice partial rest for a full day where it's like partial rest in the sense of like, I'm still kind of working. I'm still kind of mm-hmm. doing stuff, but at least I'm on my couch instead of my office chair. Like, right. I would say it's more valuable to spend one hour completely disconnected and completely in tune with the presence of God than it is to spend that whole day half working. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys agree with that, but like if that's the case and I think it may be, then yeah, it is a baby step. Start with that. Start with that 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of complete rest. You don't have anything that's going to bother you or distract you. Mm. You're focused in for 10 minutes. Try an hour, try a day. Yeah. I, I mean, I can imagine if you're somebody who, never does this. Yeah. Start with one minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you're somebody who never acknowledges or, you know, trusts God, can you, can you acknowledge and trust God for one minute straight? Yeah. yeah. And if you can do it for one, can you do it for five? Yeah. You know, that's great. All right. Uh, and then the last thing was new, new, <laughs> uh, settle in. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. What, what do you, uh, what do you mean? Settle in. So the word rest in, Deuteronomy 20, uh, and even in, in Genesis, when God rested on the seventh day, it's the word Nuach, which I mentioned in the app notes is the name Noah. That's where we get the name Noah. Nuach, Nuach. And the, the word rest, uh, it, it's not just like take a nap. It's like, set, it, I like the word settle in because it's like yeah. settling into a space, a restful space. Um and I, I use the example of like settling in on the couch to read a good book or settling yeah. in by a bonfire to just 
be with nature and listen mm-hmm. to the crackle of the fire. Like that's you, 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 it is restful, mm-hmm. but the rest is not something you are making happen. You are just creating yeah. space for rest to happen. Does that make sense? That's yeah. kind of what I was trying to get at. And I think that's what Nuach is. And that's why the, the two words are important. It's a day of Sabbath of stopping to Nuach to settle yeah. in. So you're stopping the grind so that you can settle into the presence of God and he gives you rest. Mm-hmm. He restores you. That's yep. kind of how, how I think of it working. And so I threw that in as, as the last point, because if we're going to trust God enough to say no to the enemies that are grinding us down, uh, what do we do in that trust yes. is we settle in, we, we wait for him to give us that rest. All yeah. we're worried about is creating the space for it to happen, whether mm-hmm. it is that hour or that day or we yeah. are carving out that space and allowing him to give us rest. I remember before leaving for sabbatical, like really freaking out about where I was going to find rest. Mm. Um, and I have a prayer team. We all have prayer teams. And uh, someone on my prayer team, I met with them, I think like a day or two before I left. And I think she was concerned that I was trying so hard to find mm. where my rest was going to come from. Mm. And she, she read to me, Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I, I will give you rest. Mm. Um, and she, she kept encouraging me, like Tyler, Jesus, you, you will only find rest if you find it, like true rest if yes. you find it in, in Jesus. And I've told the story before, but like I, I spent most of sabbatical being like, okay, I gotta find it, like I gotta, yeah, yeah. you know, find it, find, find rest. And it wasn't until I carved out time. Mm. I mean, I carved out time every day, but I intentionally said, intentionally said, okay, I'm going away and making space so that all my focus is, is like trusting Mm -hmm. and seeking the Lord. It wasn't until that, that, uh, I actually felt restful for the rest of sabbatical. Mm. And it was that like a, a two day retreat? Yeah. Two day trip. To, to a cabin. cabin in the woods. Mm. And all I brought was a guitar and journal and Bible and board game. <laughs> <laughs> a board game. <laughs> the you the can, essentials. Play, you by can yourself. play by yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, so yeah. And it, it wasn't until then that I walked out of that time and I, I felt completely at peace for the, how I was going to spend and have spent mm. my time during mm. sabbatical. Yeah. And not everybody gets that, you know, not everybody gets to go to a cabin, but if you could find a version of that, that lasts five minutes. Sure. I feel like that matters. Yeah. Um, Mm. I, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about what to do with the, I mean, it is an insane luxury to be able to take 12 weeks of Sabbath uh, sabbatical. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is really dialing in and honing my morning routine. Cause what I notice now when we, you know, we've got the, the bunnies that need to be like fed, we've got the chickens and the, the, the pigs that need to be fed and checked on and all that. And so what I notice happening, most split mo- hooves. Yep. And what I notice <laughs> happening most mornings is I, I get up and I make coffee and then I sit there and I try to read and drink coffee. Yeah. But the whole time I'm thinking, all right, I got to get out there and feed the pigs or, or whatever. Mm. And so it, it's not, so restful because I'm thinking about all the things I need to get done. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do on Sabbath on sabbatical is try first thing I do, get up in the morning, spend 45 minutes or an hour doing morning chores, take care of everything. And then I come back and Mm -hmm. I make my coffee 
and I sit hmm. and, Whoa. I, and I settle in. I'm going to try that. Can you even like open your eyes without coffee? I yeah. can't. I mean, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Walking out to the barn will probably be a, a, a struggle at first, but like getting out there yeah. and you get the fresh air and you've got the animals there, there, and they're, yeah. they're lovely to hang out with. And so, Chester, Chester's a pain. <laughs> he is my, no, your enemy. Chester is my enemy. <laughs> That's your rooster. He's my rooster. And uh, he, he assaults me every time he sees me. No, your enemy. So Marin just learned that staff gets coffee now yeah. provided every day. Yeah. I just learned that. Thank you, Tyler. Um, I bring that up because every morning yeah. it's a, it's a struggle. Like I don't want to get up this early and make coffee. Cause I know I'm going to want to drink coffee when I get to work, but there's no way I can drive legally <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have coffee that before. That sounds I, like a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't do the hour and a half of chores before yeah. coffee. Well, but again, to get back to the idea of preparing, mm-hmm. how do you do an hour and a half of chores in the morning? You, you get, you go to bed early, which takes the yeah, preparation of go. saying, I'm going to get into bed at nine o'clock, right. not 1130. Preparation, intentionality, yeah, yeah. discipline. So you have, and that's all about the creating the space. That I mean, farmer's life, man. <laughs> farmers get up at like four in the morning and do chores. <laughs> We're not. It's literally, it's like <laughs> on a, on the busiest day, it's yeah. 45 minutes yeah. of animal chores. So it's not like it's a major deal, but. All right. Um, what, what do you think of when you think of settling in, Marin? Like, like reading a good book? Like, is it that? Is that what like you're asking? Like for you, yeah. If you're, if you're thinking, you know, know my enemy, mm-hmm. trust in God, settle in. Like for Barry, it's like sitting around a bonfire. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that for everybody. What is it for you? Like, what do you picture when you think of settling into rest? Food. You think of sitting down at the, at the family dinner table with all your family around you? Yeah, or sitting in my chair alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's like the moment I like, I can't wait to get to that moment. Like food is done. It's on my plate. Mm. Give me my heated blanket so I can sit here and eat it. You want hot food with a hot blanket on you? I just want all the heat the world (laughs) has to offer. I'm cold right now. You are? Yeah. Oh. And the food (laughs) is spicy, so triple heat. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out what that is for me because it's not the bonfire because all I... Yeah. Bonfire to me is like, oh, I'm going to smell for two days after this. So I don't know what <laughs> yeah. it is, but maybe it's not food either. I got to find <laughs> I got to find out what it is. Um, OK, so so we've we've talked about why we need Sabbath and we've talked about, you know, kind of a framework for doing Sabbath or Shabbating. Mm-hmm. Is that Shabbating? I don't think it's <laughs> I mean, it's sure. Yes, sure. We know what you mean. Uh what do we do next? Where are we going? You mean next week? What's yeah. the message? So Tim's going to be preaching. Uh-huh. He's going to be speaking about the uh, manna from heaven in Exodus, where the Israelites first experience Sabbathing, where they first experience the Sabbath day, because this is before they even receive the law, they receive a command to not pick up manna on the seventh day, but yeah. pick up twice as much on the day before. And they immediately go out on the seventh day <laughs> to, look <for> this, <laughs> to look for the manna. And they're just like, who wants to work twice as hard on the day before? I know. I know. So, or they try to hoard extra manna yeah. on the other days of the week and then it all goes rotten and maggoty. And so they have to trust God enough to get Sabbath every day or mm-hmm. to get, to get manna every day, just enough and twice as much on Friday. And so it, it'll be a, Discipline. I don't know. Interesting, interesting discussion of where, 
what, what it was like when the Israelites first got into it. And I think one of the things Tim said he's going to be focusing on is the idea of Sabbath as a gift mm. to oh. the people. So I don't know what that's going to mean or exactly where he's going with it, but we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Tim, Tim's been gone for a while. I know he's so, been out in England on a yeah. vacation with his wife. It'll long be good. overdue It'll vacation be, yes, with his wife. Yes. And uh, he'll be back for a long overdue return to yes. the pod. Yeah. So we look forward to that. Um, anything else this week? What do we got to cover? Anything? We good? Um, care center food. Mobile yes. pantry mobile grand opening. Yeah. opening. I can't Nailed talk. it. <laughs> That's why I'm not on the communications team. Care center food, team. mobile pantry, grand, grand opening, opening thing. thing. <laughs> Friday night, we are, we are kicking off the mobile pantry, which is going to be the next big sort of expression of how we do the care center. We're going to be able to put the care center on wheels and take it with us wherever we want to go. We've been talking about this for years. Yeah. We've been yes. talking about the mobile pantry Three years, yeah, four years. I don't know, but uh, a so long, what long time? time. What time on Friday? Six thirty. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were at. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure. I was going to say seven. I would have been wrong. No, six thirty. And it's going to be in the north parking lot ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'll north be able side to, of the building. You'll be able to go through it, see the whole thing. Yeah. It's all set up. You see the big unveiling. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a party. Uh, so yeah, good, good call. <laughs> we're gonna, we're all gonna be there. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun, and good weather. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Marin, will you please send us out? I sure will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. I'll see you on the other side of Sunday. Ground, Ground into, into dust. dust.